Welcome to episode 3. As always, I'm your host Jacob, known online as Private Problems, and I'm here to bring you fun stuff from within the world of nerd. Now, sit back, relax, and let's full dive into this week's episode. Starting off with our weekly nerd news, for July 14th to 21st, we have Xbox. Xbox Game Pass and Project X Cloud are becoming one at no extra cost this September. Play games wherever, whenever. EA released Rocket Arena on the 14th and sells for $40 on Xbox. This is a 3 vs 3 fighter that should probably be a free to play game, but we all know EA. Avatar Aang and the gang comes to Smite on Xbox Game Pass. Potentially, you can get a free battle pass if you download it and you get to unlock Aang. I did that. Didn't get Aang. Don't know what the issue is there. So, hi Rez, can you please give it to us for free? Halo 3 comes to the Game Pass for the PC. And multiple games come to the Xbox Game Pass, such as new indie game Forager and Neon Abyss, as well as an older game called Mountain Blade Warband. I, I have played that game on the console and the PC. It's a pretty decent game if you just want to take over the world. You can also grab a new updated version of Fallout 76 Wastelanders. Moving on from Xbox, we got PlayStation. Warhammer 40k Mechanist Forge came to PlayStation July 17th. On the 16th of July, PlayStation re- revealed Other Side. Uh, this is a gameplay for a game coming out on the 28th. It looks like a black and white strategy RPG game with a little bit of color where you need to kill creatures called Others to defend your world. Tom Holland confirmed Uncharted has started filming. That's a job on this just because Uncharted is a very good Sony exclusive game. Moving on to our general news, we got pre-orders. Pre-order Avengers and get early beta access. August 7th, you will have access for PlayStation, August 14th, Xbox and PC, and August 21st will be the open beta. Available now till July 30th, Elder Scrolls Online offers a free crown crate that you can get a non-combat pet, a weapon style, outfit tokens, and some crown items if you just log in. Brawlhalla, a fun knockoff Smash Bros made by Ubisoft, is coming to mobile August 6th. If you have not tried it yet, go ahead and do so. You can find it on PlayStation, PC, and Xbox. I played it a couple years ago, and it was fun. Tried it out again. Still fun. Today is the last day to register for the 5 vs. 5 Call of Duty Northern Rivals hosted by Toronto Ultra. The tournament starts July 22nd at 4 p.m. Eastern and goes to the uh, 23rd with the finals. The prize pool is $5,000. Also... PlayStation users sign up for the city circuit where you can compete for $100,000 in prizes uh, within playing a 2v2 gunfight match. That's pretty interesting. And if you have PlayStation, definitely say, go ahead and try. If you want to get into watching esports, or not just esports, but Call of Duty, go over to the Call of Duty YouTube gaming channel this Friday to watch the London Royals home series. Speaking of another esports... Overwatch team, Toronto Defiant, and uh, Toronto Ultra for the Call of Duty, the owners over Active Media plan to build an arena in Toronto that holds 7,000 to 10,000 people. That is crazy. 
Moving away from our esports and our general news, we got the comics. Dark Horse Comics is giving away free digital comics for the summer, from Stranger Things to Overwatch and other titles. Also, if you like D&D, you can grab a paid version of the Critical Role campaign in comic form. This is, I believe, Vox Machina. And with the end of comics, we're going to move on to our content creator. I've mentioned his name once before, Dr. Disrespect. So he still doesn't know why he got banned at the time of recording this. Uh, He came out to PC Gamer in an interview stating that he might take legal action towards the platform. And he's not interested in any exclusive deals or partnerships with any other platform such as YouTube gaming or Facebook gaming. So where will he go? Maybe he's going to start streaming on his own website. Follow him on Twitter or keep up to date with me here and I will hopefully be able to tell you where he ends up if you're a fan. With the end of the news, let's move on to our tabletop. Today's tabletop game and board game is going to be Cluedo. Cluedo was created in 1949 in the United Kingdom. In North America, we call it Clue. Cluedo was published by Hasbro and has a playtime between 60 minutes and less or more. That depends on if you're really, really, really good and you can solve this mystery right away or if you really suck and you need as much time as you can. It's also for three to six players. I believe different variants of the game offers different amount of people, but I still think it's three to six players throughout majority of the games. Clue also offers a card version of the game, which I haven't tried yet. Kind of sounds interesting how you do a card version, but maybe I'll go buy that. So I mentioned that there's multiple varieties. Multiple varieties range from Rick and Morty Clue to Harry Potter Clue to the Nightmare Before Christmas and Game of Thrones. There are also a lot more. I personally have the Game of Thrones one. Clue is a fun game where you get to solve a mystery of who murdered who using what and in where i definitely like the original game just because having the names and the colors based off what the person's wearing so professor plum is purple and a plum is purple pretty pretty clever guys very on point um so there's a lot of rules to the game, but I'm not going to really mention majority of them. I'm just going to give a brief, brief thing on the rules. So you have three piles. You have the character pile, you have the weapon pile, and you have the place pile. So you'll shuffle all those separate, and then you'll take one card from each of them, put it in an envelope, close the envelope, and leave it off to the side of the board or in the center, your choice. I usually put it in the center so we can have a reminder, oh yeah, this is where you have to go to actually make your final guess. With that, then you'll deal off all your cards to the remaining people and the game has begins with everybody in the center, rolling the dice to see who goes first and continuing from there. You want to go to a room, once you roll your dice, go as far as you can, go to that room and make a guess or make a assumption of who you think is murderer with what weapon in that room you're in. Then what we play is you can move the person there. And if you move that person, then they get to have a free uh, pick up a card from the, the deck. 
which is a benefit, but it also isn't a benefit. I believe this is only in the Game of Thrones edition, but I could be wrong. The Game of Thrones edition also has a, another way to lose, where if you get all the White Walkers, the game's over as well. So you have uh, either the murderer gets away or the White Walkers come down from the north and they kill you too. Speaking about my version, I mentioned before I have the Game of Thrones one. It's pretty cool because you have a two-sided board. One side is Westeros and the other side is Marine. And your characters you get to play are from Game of Thrones. They're usually the main characters as well as some of the posse that uh, Daenerys Targaryen has, such as Grey Worm or whatever. Also pretty cool with the Game of Thrones edition because your characters have abilities. I honestly forget all the time to use the abilities, but if you don't forget, it's very helpful. Uh, trying to roll your dice as well, you can't actually get snake eyes or two. You, have, you only get one and then you get a card icon because the dice has one. So whenever you roll one of those, you have to pick up one of the cards and or if you land on the icon in the game, you gotta pick up a card as well. Cards, as I mentioned like five seconds ago, have white walkers in them. Uh, they also have benefits too that you can play right away or whatever gets, gets you to move places. So it's interesting, it adds a new dynamic to the game that there wasn't before. So Clue, in my opinion, is a really good game to play when you have company over. Or if your family just likes board game night, that too. But it's a good game to have company over because if you don't know what to do or what to play and you don't want to just sit in front of the TV and watch TV or chat with your guests constantly just around a, a, an area, pull out your game of Clue and see what happens. Maybe you'll go from playing Clue to another board game, but definitely start off with Clue. Because, uh, Clue was such a good game back in the old time. Even now, I think it's a good game. But you don't really hear much about board games having movies. And that's what Clue did. 1985, Clue had a movie. It got three and a half stars. So I can't, can't really say if it's that good or not. It's, it's, it's adequate. I've never seen it. Maybe I'll go see it. I did hear that they might be making a remake of it, which I'm still interested in how a board game gets a movie, but whatever. So with the game, it's pretty straightforward, but there are also some house rules that I found online and also I really want to try. So, and actually one that is one I just thought of um, when I was making this podcast, but one of the house rules I found online was to have some of the rooms locked and can only be accessed by the secret passage. So you know how there's four rooms that have secret passages on each corner? Do that, lock at least one of those rooms, and then make it so that if you wanna go into that room, you have to go all the way across the map, or the, all the way across the board, go into the other room, use secret passage to get into the other room. It adds more time to the game, has a little bit of a twist, or if one of the rooms, like the Great Hall, uh, or the ballroom, whichever game you play, make it so that room is locked and nobody can enter it. It just, it may change the, the way you play, but it also adds a little bit more of a challenge because sometimes it might get too easy. Sometimes it might just get too hard. Just add something, make it new. Another thing that I saw is 
Get rid of your dice. Use action points. Online, I didn't really explain much about it, so I thought of my own way of using action points. So make it so you have five total action points. And moving from a room that is close to you, so let's say two or three tiles away from you, takes one or two action points. Moving farther than that costs three to four. Asking about a person, room, weapon costs three. This makes it so you have to use your points wisely and makes it very, very hard and might add a little twist to it and make it so you actually have to read your other characters or your other players and see what they're doing, how they're writing. Can you catch on to what they're doing? If you have any other house rules that you play when you play Clue, please send it to me in uh, in a DM through Facebook or Instagram or tweet me on Twitter. I really would like to try it next time I play Clue and other people can try it. Maybe I will be able to mention it next week on a podcast down the line if somebody sends me an idea. If you have any ideas on what tabletop game or board game I should mention next, please, same thing, send me a message uh, on any of the platforms and I'll get back to you. I really want to see what games people like playing. I give Clue on my rating scale that I made so for myself because I'm a professional reviewer. Just kidding. I'm going to give Clue a 6 out of 10. It's good for the um, parties, uh, board game parties, family parties, gatherings, whatever. But it could be improved. How? Not quite sure. So 6 out of 10 is what I'm going to give it. If you think you would, could give it, you would give it more or less, let me know in the, in the comment sections on, your, on the platforms. So with that, let's move on to our main topic of tonight or today, whichever time you're listening to it. Uh, main topic, video games. Today's video game of choice is not a AAA game and not an indie game. It is Death Squared. Death Squared is a puzzle game about cooperation, communication, and robot explosions. This game was published and developed by SMG Studios. Released March 2017 on Windows, Mac, PS4, and Xbox One. July 13th on Nintendo Switch. February 2018, iOS, and March 28, 2018 on Android. You can buy the game for the allotted prices. On Nintendo Switch, you can buy it for $1.49 at this time. Original price, $15. On Steam, you could buy it for $17.49. On Xbox, you can buy it for $15. But also, if you have Game Pass, it is there for your enjoyment and PlayStation, you can buy it for $20. A big whopping 20. So one thing I like about this game too, they're they're continuously adding games, game levels to the vault. I will talk about what the vault is later. If you're planning on playing couch co-op with your non-gaming partner or even your gamer partner, or you plan on playing online with some friends, this game is definitely uh, your your go-to. On the story mode, you can have one or two players, I believe sharing the same controller or separate controllers. This story mode has 
80 challenging levels. And yes, I will agree with that word, 80 challenging, where the higher you get, the harder it gets. Level one is very simple. Uh, also, if you want to play the the party party pack, it's chaotic. It's also a family mode, but it has 40 levels. And the more people you have, the harder it gets because now you have four more cubes instead of two. They're all three different colors. You got the red and blue, which is in the story mode. And then you got yellow and green, which join into the factor when you hit party. It The game tells you it's about roughly 10 hours of puzzling co-op gameplay. If you're good, I'd say maybe less than 10 hours. And if you're average gamer, yeah, you'll take that whole 10 hours, if not longer, to actually try and do it. It's, it's pretty difficult. In, besides the story and party mode, there's also a thing called the vault. The vault offers more levels that are a lot harder to do than the ones in the story and party. These are ones that were deemed too hard for the main game and they will be coming with to the game after launch and so it looks like they will continuously add games to it. One thing that's pretty cool in my opinion is you can change the spray paint on the front of your, your robot's face or put a hat on it. You can, it's a little bit of customizability in the game which I think a lot of games like these need customization. One sticker or whatever you want to call it that I like to use is the mustache. Why? Because I like mustaches. I used to have a cool one in my opinion, but I don't anymore. So having it in a game, I will definitely rock that. The developers and publishers at SMG Studios did a really good job at making the commentary for the game. David and Iris make a great team, make the game more enjoyable even when it's super hard and make it entertaining. I think if they did not add these two characters and them rambling on or bashing each other, the game would be less fun. Commentary make and break a game. Audio, it's what every studio needs. So they did a really good job the way they designed these characters, bashing at each other. I was saying that David's gonna get fired for making terrible robots or David and Iris making fun of you, aka the robots, not trying to not be able to figure out the puzzle. It, it's pretty great and being made fun of in a video game, I guess it's weird, but it's fun. If you are an achievement hunter, this is also a very good game for you. I find this game amazing and it's very addictive. The achievements are very well balanced, in my opinion. They go from really easy ones to very hard ones to get, and also some secret ones. When I mean hard ones to get, there are some hidden places or hidden customizations or hidden areas in a map that you actually can't see, that you actually have to go behind a wall, and all of a sudden now you're moving into a different part of the game. That's pretty cool. So when you do or find a certain amount of those, you unlock a harder, you unlock a hard achievement. So that's good. Easy achievement would be one where you have to die. I think it's like a thousand times or 999 times. And all you have to do is turn on your game, get your joystick or whatever you play on, if you play on PC, get your keyboard and just tape it down and let your character fall off the edge a thousand times. 
So very easy. It's a decent amount of gamer score or trophies if you're looking for it as well. This game offers 80 story levels, as I mentioned before, 40 party levels, and the vault. So if you haven't already, definitely look at those. Uh, yeah, I find it being a, if you aren't a gamer, this is one for you. It's easy and simple to start and it will get harder. So you just got to take your time, die a thousand times, die 2000 times, die 3000 times, die four and try and get the completion. I have completed the party level. I've done all 40, but now I'm working on the single player or uh, co-op the story mode and I haven't made it past 60 something it's and it's insanely hard the higher you get and I'm struggling so if anybody else has an idea on how to beat it I don't like watching videos I just want to beat it try and figure it out myself but there are also a lot of videos on how to beat a level how to find secret things so this is another game that offers a decent amount of community videos. One thing I think the devs should do in this game to make it even more popular is have more customization. Be able to change the actual color of your robot. Instead of being a red robot or a green robot, yellow or blue, make it so I can change that. Or just add more customization options, add more hats, add more face paint. You can even add different sounds that you your robots make. Uh, just constantly adding stuff to the game makes it so your game will grow and makes it so that people will constantly play a game and maybe share it with their friends. They did a good, good idea on adding it to Xbox Game Pass. Maybe they should work towards Sony. I'm not sure if it's on the Sony version of the Game Pass, but doing that might help them as well. You don't want to take my word on it. Take the word of actual <laughs> reviews. It was given a 9 out of 10 on Steam and 78% on Metacritic. So it's a good game. Definitely try it. If you have Game Pass, just go download it. If you don't have Game Pass, Nintendo, it's on sale right now at the time of this recording for almost less than $2. So take your time. Go try it. And with that, I'd like to thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Please take your time to leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. Go online, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, follow me there, leave me a comment, send me in an email or voicemail. Links to all this is in the description. And please, please give me ideas to help me grow and share with your friends. I can't wait till this podcast to get bigger so we can do more things like giving you away free merchandise like a mug. So thank you for your time joining in today on the Gaming's Corner podcast and have a good rest of your day.